Church presents the Truth Unveiled podcast with Pastor Chris Barhorst and Jace Fitzhands. We seek to reveal the truth of God's Word so you can apply it to your life. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Jason Chris with Truth Unveiled. Praise God. I, I think you're going to be blessed today. We're just... We're going to talk Amen. about some things about being complete in Christ as a believer, as a child of God, and what that even means. Let's start here. I'm going to begin in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, and I'm going to tell you how I did not have correct understanding on this verse and how God has really shown me some things that, that uh, we'll talk about. It says in Colossians 2, 6, as you have received, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, for years, I thought the same way I received him, I need to keep receiving him. But that's really not what it's saying. It's saying, as I have received, past tense, or aorist indicative in Greek, which means past tense, as you have received, like you've already have, walk like you've received. Not walk continually receiving, but walk as you have received. Can you hear that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow, that's just so good. Um, man, I... I Keep going, Chris, because I got something on my mind I want to say, but I, I just well, want to hold off on it. This is amazing. And then the next verse says, the same way I've received, like I already have him, Christ in me, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, I have this treasure in earthen, and an earthen vessel, Second uh, Corinthians 4, 7. But it says, as you have therefore received him, I have received him, so walk ye in him. And in verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him, established or established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So if I've received and I have Christ in me and I have everything that Jesus said, I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1, 3. If these are all realities, then, then and I'm rooted and grounded in him, in that I should abound in thanksgiving. My point is, what if, I already have. What if I'm complete in him? We're going to get to that verse in verse 10. What if that's a now reality? What if it, my walk is not seven steps to this or five steps to this or two steps to this? And I'm not saying there's not some benefit in those teachings like that, but, but, but I'm not receiving as a born again child of God. I've already received. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. And, um, what Paul does in a lot of his letters is he's seeking to, uh, remind uh, the followers of Christ that they were given something freely and they were completed in Christ freely. And because of this, uh, they need to remember to maintain or continually live in what they've already received. Yes. And, uh, and Paul warns continually about this. I mean, he sa he says that we have everything right. And in second Peter one, three, it says as his divine power has given to us all all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue that we have all things to walk out all these things and then you go back to to what we're reading here today in uh Colossians 2:6 uh to 10 and you see that he's warning and you see that in verse 8 that he's warning against hey don't let people deceive you right. into walking back into the law, back into legalism to where you feel like you have to complete something on your own. But remember how you received Christ was a free gift. So walk in what you've already received, the yes. completeness of Christ in you. 
And, you know, I want to address one other thing, lest anybody should bring up other scriptures. It talks in, for example, Romans 5, 17, about receiving the abundance of grace and the gift of mm. uh, righteousness yes. we reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Yes. And that's a receiving, but it's not receiving something you don't have. Right. It's not out of deficit. It's receiving in your experience, in your walk, in your understanding what you already have. You know, the Bible says, talks in the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4 and you get down to about verse 28 where it says it talks about first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Mm-hmm. That's not talking about receiving more of God or receiving more of what you don't have. It's receiving more understanding, understanding. of who you yes. already have. That's yes. a big difference. Yes. And so our understanding grows in what we already have when we receive the word of God, because in the context, he talks about a man who plants seed, he goes to bed. He already has it, but that has to develop. We already have mm-hmm. the have everything Christ in us, the, the, the hope of glory, the fullness of the Godhead body. All those things are in us. One Lord, one faith, one in God and father who is above all through all in you all, it says in Ephesians four. So we have that, but grow, I need to grow in that first, the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. I need to grow in that correct understanding, but I'm not that I'm not receiving more of God. I'm receiving more understanding of the fact that I already have God. Yes. I mean, think as you sow a seed, the seed has everything uh, inside of it that it needs to become, to become whatever it is, whether it be corn or a bean or a tree or anything of that nature. All it needs is to be watered yes. with the nutrients. And, and so if you relate yourself to that seed, all you need is to be watered with the nutrients of God's word or the, the understanding of who you already are in Christ. So in order for that growth to happen in your life, it's not a, a constant putting new things into you. It's a revealing of who you are. Yes. It's the understanding of who you are that allows you to grow. It's an unveiling. What happens when that seed starts to grow? It breaks open. Right. And it begins to sprout roots, getting and what say verse seven rooted, right, so that it can be built up in Him, established in the faith that you know what I am who I am, right, because in He's in right. Christ, uh, in Christ, and then I'm remaining in thankfulness mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, always being thankful because I just always remember who I am, and I began begin through my life and through my. Uh, uh, time with God and in and, and his word and in relationship with him, everything of who I am is being revealed more and more little by little, a little sprout out of the ground. I'm, I'm, I'm a tree already being just a little sprout of a tree. Doesn't make me anything lesser than a tree. I am a tree. You're growing in your understanding. Yes. Yes. And it, and it's interesting that it says in verse eight, you mentioned it in uh, Colossians two. beware lest any man, spoil you or take you captive through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the Mm. rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Now this is amazing. So in other words, I'm going to paraphrase here, but basically be careful that nobody teaches you that you, you, you're not who he says you are in him. And he's talking to believers. And it reminds me of first John chapter three and verse one, it says, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us. Now the word behold means to look that we should be called the sons of God. This is family stuff, sons mm-hmm. and daughters of God. Yeah. And it says, therefore the world knew uh, knows us not because it knew him not. And it says, behold, now are we the sons of God 
and it mm-hmm. doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Wow. Next verse. And every man that has their hope anchored in him, the Greek says. This is mm-hmm. what the Greek says. Mm-hmm. Uh, purifies himself. In other words, it has a purifying effect on his life as he beholds. The Christian life is not about behaving. It's about beholding yes. who he is, what he's done, and who he is in us as yes. born again children of God. And it says, it says every man that has their hope in him or anchored in him purifies himself even as he is pure. That mm-hmm. pure. It's not me trying to purify myself in my own effort but it's beholding who I already have and who I am in Christ. And so, so he says, beware lest any man spoil you after philosophy and vain deceit after traditions of men at the rudiments after the rudiments or of the world. But it says for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and verse 10, and you're mm. complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. I'm complete mm. in him. I'm not trying to be complete. Yep. I'm not, it's not the seven steps to, uh, to become complete. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm one with him. The Bible says one spirit in first Corinthians yes. six seventeen, and on and on. But I got a bunch of things I want to say to. Yeah. Uh, um, when, when you're complete in him, there, there's uh, something I was reading uh, and you can read it for yourself in, in the first few verses of this chapter uh, from one, one to five beforehand. We're not going to go into it, but there's some actions that I, I, I was seeing that uh, of Christ that is revealed and, uh, and, and it, his love is revealed to us. The wisdom is in Christ. Knowledge and understanding is in Christ. And all those those things have been completed in Christ. And the fullness of God, which is wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and love, is in Christ. And we ourselves are completed in him. And, and, and we're unified with that. We're not unified with our ability to follow him. We're unified with our understanding that we are one with him, um, or, or I would say this, we are unified by our acceptance of his loving actions for us. Amen. This is so powerful. If you don't mind, I'm going to run down some things I've written down here. Let's go. Kind of summarize um, what my take on all this. This is so good. And I mentioned some of these things out. It'll be a repeat here at the beginning. But what if I'm complete in him now? N-O-W. And it's not seven steps to anything. I'm letting that hang. What if Mark 4, 28, where it talks about the seed of God's word and, and first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. What if it's not speaking of getting more of God or the things of God, but getting or attaining a greater understanding of who and what I already have? Glory mm, to God. Wow. Example, my confession of God's word does not make me more righteous. However, if done in faith, it helps my heart to believe I am righteous. Yes. That's so good. Yes. That's at first John three, 20 and 21. And here's another one I got. If you're not enjoying God, you're coming mm. from lack. Yeah. <laughs> you're coming from lack because yeah. G, uh, uh, in John 14, eight, nine, Philip said to Jesus, uh, father, show us the father and it'll suffice or satisfy us. And, and he in other words, they weren't satisfied with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, hey man, if I've been so long with you, you don't understand. If you've seen me, you've seen the father so that we do that all the time. We say, you know, well, if I just get this or if I ministry gets off or I find this or do that, then I, then I'll be satisfied. No, Jesus is more than enough. Yep. If you if God and his attributes are always just out of reach, you're dealing with the spirit of Antichrist. Mm. I could him. The spirit of lack prevents you from enjoying God where you're at. Mm hmm. 
Proverbs 17, 24 says, Wisdom is right before him that has understanding, but the eyes of a fool and the ends of the earth, they're always looking out there for what they already have in Christ. Um, you don't have to hit a level mm. to enjoy God. Jesus mm. is that level. What is, the, what is the lack in, Chris? Well, it's just believing that you lack. The Bible says in Colossians 2.10, we read it earlier, that you're complete in him. So it's believing that you lack. You know, people, for example, they, they get married because they think they're not going to be full until they find their other half. Well, you're not a half person. You're whole. You're complete in Christ. Mm. And that becomes a dangerous combination many times because we look, we become codependent upon mm. other people to fulfill us. God loved you so much that he moved in. Mm-hmm. And when your heart yeah. knows that you're right with God, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, 23, the heart uh, 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 the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Wow. Wow. So, good so, stuff. so, so when we believe that we lack, maybe we can even say that the only thing we do lack is understanding that well here again uh, of who we are in Christ. That's, that's it. But, by, by believing that. But the thing of it is you can change that. How do you change that? You meditate on the word. You begin yes. to see, you look into the mirror of the spirit and what God says about Jesus, he's saying about you. Amen. Read John 17 verse, you know, read the whole thing, but t- verses 20 through 26 or, I mean, it talks about Jesus praying that they would be one. When you see Jesus in the word and if you're a born again child of God, you're seeing yourself. Yes. That because that's who you are in the spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. First Corinthians six seventeen, Hebrews two eleven, and on and on. We are one as he is, so are we in this world. First John yes. four eighteen and on and on we can go. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, that was first John four seventeen, but we don't have time to get into context. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's like, all good. In, in Romans six, you're talking about being in Christ and uh it talks about our union and uh with him and, and uh the crucifixion and, and burial and resurrection right. in, in Romans six. And that word for union is actually it, it, it it's like the closest possible union that you can have with somebody. It is being it, 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 you can picture this as the nail went through his hand, it went through your hand That's at good. the same time as he lied there on in, in the tomb, you were lying within him in the tomb. And as he is resurrected in heaven, seated at the right hand of the father, so are you in him body in body his death in him. It, it, it's, it's as if you, are completely surrounded. Like you, you see the, the movie ghost and, and, uh, this is just to paint a picture. If, if, if you watch the movie ghost, the, um, Patrick Swayze, when he wants to speak to somebody, he has to embody that person in the same way, our relationship, our belief or acceptance of what Christ has done for us, the love that he's poured out for us, embodies us with him, unifies us with him in that way so that we may know every ounce, every part, every bit of who we are and who he is. Yeah. That's why it's in him and it's in Christ. And that's what a covenant is uh, to becoming one. Now, Amen. Not, we're not saying you're God. We're not saying you're Jesus, but we're saying if you're born again, you're one spirit with him. That's what the yes. word of God teaches. And here's Amen. another example. When it says you're complete in him, Colossians two ten, or one translation says, if you have Jesus, you have everything. I love that. It <laughs> says, uh, we're not, you're not doing things to be complete. You're doing things from complete. Mm-hmm. And so many, see, if you're doing things to be complete, if you're doing things to be accepted of God instead of from accept and from a position of acceptance from God, it becomes a dead work. And that's yeah. what's dangerous. Yeah. You know, and I tell wow. people, God loved you so much that he moved 
in. And man, it's just so many things. <laughs> I use the example of your confession and your words don't make you right with God, but they help persuade your heart that you are right with God as, yeah. by the blood of Jesus. But here's another one I want to show you. When it comes to praying in the spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13, which is praying in, in private tongues or other tongues, it says in verse 1 Corinthians 2, 12, now, I love that word, uh, now we have received, we have received, not the spirit which is of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. It takes the spirit of God to understand the things that we already have and that have been freely given to us. Amen. Look at verse 13, which things also we speak that spiritual language, not in the words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy ghost teaches the Holy spirits teaching these, this language, these words, mm -hmm. comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Yes. What is that saying? Comparing spiritual truths from God's word with a born again, spiritual nature that can comprehend those spiritual truths. Yes. Remember before the cross, Jesus said in, John 16, verse 12, I've got many things to say unto you, but you can't handle it now. Yes. However, mm -hmm. when the spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will teach mm -hmm. you all things and bring to remembrance whatsoever things I've told you. So oh, man. Amen. I, I, I just want to give one quick example uh, that happened just yesterday. And, and Chris, I told you this already. Um, but it, it's uh, just an example of the, the, um, the blade, the ear and the corn, uh, the full uh, corn in the ear. And it, it, and how it's the, the understanding that is revealed is my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's only three years old. Mm -hmm. and, and she understands uh, that Jesus is something. Jesus is a person. And she, she knows something about Jesus at the very least. But then I sat there and I told her, Jesus is your friend. Mm -hmm. And I said this to a three-year-old. Uh, three and a half, actually, to give you uh, full context of the, the age that she is. And, and she looked at me with astonishment, enamored. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Jesus is my friend. Wow. It's the revealing, the revealing that is already present. Jesus was already her friend, but she didn't know it. Mm. But when she knew it, she's like, oh, Wow. And that brings the excitement that you're yes, talking about. If yes. you're not excited about the word, there's something wrong. Your, your, your wood's wet is yeah. what you would say, right? <laughs> when Andrew says, well, here's another thing to, when you get rhema word, rhema's revealed word of God. Lagos is the entire word of God. Jesus is the Lagos. That, that's just short. But the word rhema, here's another Greek definition. It literally means something that arouses talk, arouses talk because it is remarkable something that arouses talk. That's what Rhema is. And when you get Rhema from the, from the Lagos, the word of God, it's exciting. You can't help. <laughs> Amen. But talk. Amen. We could go on and on, but I'm trying and, to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want to talk and we want to talk more and more. You should have seen us before we started this. We talked for about 45 minutes, uh, I think just on this subject beforehand. Um, and, and then went and, and studied a little bit more after and prayed a little bit more after. But uh, we, we need to stop ourselves Amen. for the sake of you, uh, for the sake of, of not being too much for you. We want this revelation uh, to sit into your hearts, to reveal who you are in Christ. And, and we pray that you uh, uh, can see that your eyes are open and your ears can hear of who you are in Christ and your union with him in the name of Jesus, that you can see who you truly are. Amen. God bless you. Unveiled. You can find our podcasts on all the major platforms such as iTunes, 
Amazon Music, and more, or by going to tlchurch.us resources.